Freedom HealthWorks is the direct primary care accelerator. We help doctors across the country start fresh in direct primary care. With Freedom HealthWorks, you work with a team, not a checklist. Visit FreedomHealthWorks.com and together we can achieve true freedom in direct care. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Healthcare Americana. I am your host, Christopher Havig, CEO and co-founder of Freedom HealthWorks. Nice to have you back for this episode. Uh, These type of episodes I get really excited about because we spend a lot of time talking to people who have some really great ideas out there and they're doing a lot to push forward kind of their own missions and how we all band together to try to create positive change. But today we're talking to a guest by the name of Colleen Ingram. She is one of those people who are boots on the ground, actually making a difference in people's lives from a care standpoint within her business, as well as kind of an offshoot to help people find alternative benefits more on the individual level, but also dealing with a lot of small businesses who are just out of answers. So like I said, this is one of those episodes where I get really excited about it because these are the people actually making a real world difference and not just talking about it and really pontificating about all their great ideas. So with that, I would love to welcome Colin Ingram, president, spokesperson, COO of the McMahon Group, the Prairie Spine and Pain Institute, and a fellow Free Market Medical Association member. She's over on the Illinois chapter. Colleen, welcome to Healthcare Americana. Thank you. Glad to be here, Chris. Now, we've done a lot of talking over the past years or so, months, uh, you name it. And I want to focus on the work that you've been doing at the Prairie Spine and Pain Institute. Um, Give us a little bit of background about what that is, and then we'll discuss kind of your journey getting into it, because you've mentioned before that you're one of those people out there in the direct care world who is a uh, self-styled purist. And uh, anybody who's listening to the show knows that that's the direction we lean to, to if we're going to fix it, let's fix it all right now. So give us a little bit of background about your work at the Prairie Spine and Pain Institute, if you would, please. Sure. Well, prior to meeting Dr. Kuby and Prairie Spine, I really have no background in healthcare. And you know, of course, I've been a consumer as a patient, and I've been the buyer for my own companies over the years providing healthcare benefits. And interestingly enough, I was referred here for a small little project, um, Dr. Kuby is very innovative and exceptional, minimally invasive orthopedic spine surgeon with his own facility. And through that, I got involved with just a few efficiencies in the office and was happy to um, help. But I tend to be an observer and unrelated to the scope of that project, I just became really aware by being a fly on the wall in an independent physician office, regardless of your specialty, and was really appalled, could not wrap my head around why in the world this was such a challenge for this small business, which happens to be in the business of delivering healthcare services. And that really was my aha moment that that closed the the loop on just how fundamentally broken this was and how the public really doesn't understand the plight of the independent physician. And Mm -hmm. And you start to understand why independent physicians are selling out to hospitals and becoming employed because it's just incredibly overburdensome to be in business for yourself. But there are those out there that are still trying to maintain that independence. So got more and more involved and thought, gosh, there's got to be a way to fix this. And really, you just want to help patients. So if you could go direct to the consumer, direct to the employer, because in the United States, you know, the employer is ultimately the 
the largest buyer of healthcare services by way of what they provide to their employees. Now, this makes complete sense. You can eliminate all of this administrative burden, lower the cost, give more direct and immediate care at a better price. This is so simple. And uh, we started doing something we were calling direct contracting before we knew that was a thing. And along that way, you know, 2013 and 14, poking around, then started to meet some other innovative people out there and realized we weren't the only ones, which was such a relief. And the education was amazing. Ended up bumping into Keith Smith, Jay Kempton, and all the great people of the Free Market Medical Association. And that really was exciting when you started to realize that they're really, they're doing this already. And, you know, how do we help? How do we, rather than reinvent the wheel, how do we join forces and really move this forward? And the response was, you know, you start a chapter. So we did it the very same day. This is absolutely something we need to be involved in. And again, thought this is easy. This is exciting. And just can't believe how, you know, many years later, it's still very difficult. Mm-hmm. And the, the best way to describe it that I can come up with is the devil that you know is better than the devil that you don't. And we are all so challenged by thinking someone else is going to solve this for us. And I feel pretty strongly that we're not going to legislate our way out of this. And there's really no place for legislation, honestly, other than to eliminate the laws that are restricting physicians from having direct relationships with their patients. And um, we can fix it. It is fixed. There are exceptional surgeons and physicians out there who all they want to do is provide care to patients. We need to get out of their way. We need to have the patients have direct access to the physician of their choice. And then there's going to be a funding mechanism. So how they fund what it is they choose, that becomes their personal choice. And there's a myriad of choices, but we really just need to recognize how uncomplicated this actually can be. So we started doing bundled transparent prices here at Prairie Spine. We reached out to employers. We work with all sorts of self-funded groups, medical cost-sharing ministries, medical cost-sharing organizations available to employers and individuals. And we publish our prices right on our website. We have a, a card in the lobby that helps them explain what the price is, what it includes, There are organizations out there that help people finance them. There's just so many challenges, and we need to be advocates for these patients to help them get the care that they need at a price that won't bankrupt their family. And Mm -hmm. we beat that drum pretty hard here. We really do. But it almost is too good to be true sometimes when you present that information to an employer. I can't tell you how many times you have someone you talk to and you know that they have an employee who needs surgery, you explain the way that the bundled model works. And in the case of, you know, the difference between going to an outpatient facility for that surgery versus the hospital can oftentimes be savings of one, $200,000 on a single episode. And you have that conversation with an employer and they go, oh, I don't really know about that. You know, we'll consider that for next year. And then from my perspective, I think, what does it take to motivate you? You know, six figures on a single person when you maybe employ a thousand, I'd be interested. And that's, I think, where I started to understand that they're getting guidance from their trusted broker and advisor. And 
that is also an area that really, really needs education. Because if they don't understand and they are the folks guiding the employer, the buyer across the bridge to access with the physician, then we need to make sure that they, more than anyone, really understands the model, understands how to access it, how to deliver that information to the buyer, consumer, patient, employer, whomever that is. And that drove me to get involved in that market mm-hmm. as well so that I could help connect these folks. Yeah, it's really a, a circuitous journey that you've been on going from completely uneducated into running this type of a, a business that is only dealing in direct care. And you mentioned a lot of different things as far as challenges go. And it seems to be education that always rises to the top in any of these type of conversations. Mm-hmm. People just don't know it exists. What other challenges are you seeing that you have to overcome before you know, focusing on the individual, before an individual will come in or call you and even, even kind of approach you to have their eyes opened? Oh my, there's so many, starting with the physicians. We need more physicians to understand this is possible to deliver care in this way. And I can't tell you how often you'll talk to a doctor and explain the bundled model and they'll go, my goodness, is that legal? And you think, how is it that we live in a country where we don't understand that we can take our dollar bills and exchange them across to a service provider for an agreed upon service and that somebody would get in the way of that decision? That that all in of itself is just inexcusable. And then to talk to an employer, they almost feel like, well, if it's not that expensive, is there a problem with quality? How can it possibly be that it costs that little? They just can't wrap their head around it. So helping them understand that when you remove all those layers, the cost of delivering the care isn't what's driving these these high premiums and, and high rates. It's all of the additional layers that don't actually provide care or deliver value to the episode and educating them about those things. Sure. Sure. In in speaking, kind of pivoting towards the employers, um, because you mentioned that I kind of joined forces with you here of thinking if I'm a CEO or CFO, CEO, uh, HR executive, and I'm looking at the savings and I'm thinking, Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or not. What are some of the kind of pushback that you've heard? Because, you know, I've heard them all, but I just want to make sure that I'm getting the same excuses that you're getting when you talk to people and they act like they're ostriches with their heads buried in the sand. Shocking how many excuses, not reasons, excuses that they can find for not taking action on whether it's the direct contracting or an alternative insurance uh, healthcare solution model for their employees. And it's hard to not get frustrated sometimes. Of course, those of us who are in this, we just see it. it we see it everywhere. We don't understand why more people don't do it. But um, these same organizations are constantly crying about the cost of their healthcare. They can't afford it. Their employees can't afford it. They're losing people who can't, you know, to get a better job, who has a better benefit plan. And we are offering real tangible solutions. And we just need everyone to understand that it is possible that the surgeons who are stepping out and providing, I not shouldn't say just surgeons, all physicians who are stepping out and providing direct care, they are oftentimes the exceptional surgeons who are confident 
in their own medical decision making and they want access directly to patients without being dictated to by an administrator who does not have a medical license. And we need to come to terms with that's the reality of how this boils down from the decision at the top to the care that we're being given. And then the physicians are so restricted on where they can send a patient if they're employed at a hospital. They're not allowed to refer out to someone who else who isn't, even if they know that that's the best care for that patient at a price that patient can't afford. They put their own job in jeopardy if they go outside the system. And that should have no place in that exam room with that patient. They should be free to send them wherever they think is best. And the patient should not have to worry about it being the difference between being able to pay for it or facing medical bankruptcy. It's inexcusable that our consumers and our physicians are facing these choices every day. It really is is. an absolute direct opposition to their Hippocratic oath. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, you talked to a lot of physicians and their eyes are open because they've never understood that there's a different way. But speaking of employers, I hope, I hope some people in, in some decision-making uh, seats are listening to that because what you just said, that if you're an employer and providing these plans and you're not educating yourself to know exactly what is going on and identify better things out there, not only are you sticking your best employees who might have some issues into a situation where there's a significant conflict of interest from any type of hospital-employed physician only using hospital-affiliated specialists or surgeons or whatever that is. Good luck getting a second opinion there. But you're also hurting you know, those people that you might have a fiduciary duty to and your shareholders by not finding the best type of solutions for these plants. And we see it a lot of times that it's, it's many times some of these TPAs and brokers who are so fixed on what they do and they're so content growing, you know, fat and happy taking their cut, which many times is approaching $30, $40 a person per month to stick them into these plans that are almost bankrupting a lot of companies. There is just no incentive for them to change. I want to talk about solutions, but first we're going to take a quick break, hear from Healthcare Americana sponsors, and we'll be back after this. Whether you're a patient, employer, or physician, the Free Market Medical Association can facilitate and assist you in your free market healthcare journey. The foundation of our association is built upon three pillars, price, value, and equality, with complete transparency in everything we do. Our goal is simple, match willing buyers with willing sellers of valuable healthcare services. Join us and help accelerate the growth of the free market healthcare revolution. For more information on the Free Market Medical Association, visit fmma.org. There comes a time when the man of the house must take charge. Family planning is a tough conversation for many. And at Happy Dad Vasectomy, we understand that decision isn't easy. When your family is complete, our no-needle, no-scalpel, no-stitches procedure will give you peace of mind about your family's future. Happy Dad Vasectomy conveniently books appointments within two weeks of calling and has locations in central and northern Indiana. Visit happydadvasectomy.com to learn more. Happy Dad Vasectomy, the easiest part of family planning. Health insurance premiums are rising faster than actual medical costs, and employers everywhere are struggling to keep their heads above water and take care of their amazing team. 
Most people will never meet their deductible in a given year. So shouldn't there be an alternative to health insurance for people who don't really need it? At Custom Benefit Solutions, we build better benefit solutions by pairing local, direct primary care options with affordable medical cost sharing plans. This creates affordable options for America's small businesses. These companies are able to save money and provide an actual primary care doctor that'll take care of your employees and their families. Employees enjoy getting the care they deserve without struggling with confusing co-pays or deductibles. Want to learn more? Go to custombenefits.org and talk to a team member today. Custom Benefits Solutions. We solve for care. Welcome back to Healthcare Americana. Once again, I am your host, Christopher Havick. We're talking with Colleen Ingram, talking about the incredible work that she's been doing from a direct care standpoint in Illinois, dealing with patients directly through her, her practice there at the Prairie Spine and Pain Institute. And we've been talking a lot about the frustrations and challenges of working with, or at least trying to convince employers, companies, and individuals that, hey, there's a better way. There is an actual way to shop for healthcare services because our motto, of course, is health insurance does not equal health care. So wanted to focus on these some of these solutions. And you've been very, very active in the, what I'm going to call being a health share broker. So want to hear a little bit from your side on what the attraction to health shares uh, were for you when you first learned about them and said, hey, this could be a good solution for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, well, the challenge from the physician perspective and them maintaining their independence is they have to have buyers of healthcare. And we have all the, the challenges that we've talked about before where they can't refer to independent physicians and so on and so forth. Maybe they can't afford because they've got five and $10,000 deductibles, et cetera. And ultimately we believe that the patient should have the choice and it's their money to spend. So how do you create more cash pay patients, higher quality plans, innovative designs for the employer-sponsored plans, and an exceptional solution for individuals, families, and small to mid-sized businesses is medical cost sharing. Medical cost sharing is on the premise that you're responsible for all of your well care. And if and when you have a major medical need, hospitalization, surgery, et cetera, then the community of people participating in that organization and sharing their membership dollars each month come together to help pay those bills. That is able to be done by educating that patient and being a savvy cash pay consumer. And a lot of people really have to get past the idea that, you know, something isn't covered because medical cost sharing is specifically not insurance. And that's great. And I explain to people, you know, when you, you don't call State Farm when you need your oil change. You call State Farm when you wreck a tree around that telephone pole you didn't see. So we need to do that for ourselves as well. Our regular visits, and that's where you know organizations like yours and any primary care physician that's that's working in the DPC model, aligned with complementary service to medical cost sharing, mm-hmm. is an exceptional choice for your healthcare solution. Mm-hmm. Um, your direct primary care, we find that primary care can take care of about eighty-five percent of of folks' ongoing regular medical needs before it exceeds their scope, and they get to refer out those independent physicians are going to refer you to whom they feel is going to give you the best care. And often it's going to be another independent who also has transparent pricing. 
then when you access that transparent pricing, you have that medical cost sharing community with you to help you pay for those needs. And the cost sharing ministries, as well as the cost sharing organizations, really embrace the direct bundle model and understand that it's there and actively seek those providers. Mm-hmm. So it helps keep that cost down, which keeps the membership amount down because you're not paying for all the added layers of, of bureaucracy and administrative burden. You're simply contacting a physician saying, oh, I like that. You can fix my knee and I like my knee fixed. And this is how I'm going to pay for it. Great. We've got a deal. And um, it's just that simple. So, yeah, just to jump in and, and, and you know, major point, I want to make sure that people understand is that this also what you were just saying turns the average healthcare consumer, a service consumer, into an educated buyer of services. Something right. that is, I don't know why, but it is just missing in this industry. People, again, going back to ostriches with their heads tucked in the sand, they don't care. They just throw their insurance card down at a, at a doctor's office. It is overwhelming. It's confusing. It's overwhelming. And that's where a lot of these brokers say, well, you, this is why I exist because I need to interpret and translate this for you. And it's just not necessary because simplicity will rule out. Are you finding more success selling to individuals who are taking more control over their healthcare? Or are you having more success convincing small businesses that this is the best for their teams? I'd honestly say it's a pretty even split. The individuals, some of them are finding that even if they participate in an employer-sponsored plan, that their share of that premium, plus whatever they have for dependents and co-pays, co-insurance and deductibles, that they can exit that employer-sponsored plan and participate in a medical cost-sharing organization for less money and get more care or access to more care when they need it. And DPC is a big part of that solution. So on the employer side, I am starting to see more and more employers open up because it's now been, you know, I've been talking to people for a long time now and year after year, this, well, 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 maybe next year, maybe it's scary for them. It's really scary. There needs to be greater cohesion in the physician community and more physicians belonging kind of representing themselves together. I really encourage any independent physicians to join the or start a free market medical association chapter near you, get involved with the organization because the employer, what they like is the simplicity of they can go to a network book and say, here folks who work for me, you can all go here. And that's their easy button. But that easy button comes with a price that they can no longer bear. So they are are starting to succumb to that and understand it's the difference between them staying in business or not. And Chris, earlier you brought up uh, the word fiduciary. And I've often said, I know those are fighting words with um, municipalities and unions and so forth, but I think that it is absolutely critical that we start to recognize when we offer an employer a sponsored benefit, that you do have a fiduciary responsibility to those folks. And A lot of our our municipalities are cutting services in in your town because the budget doesn't allow for it. The healthcare cost has increased such that it is eroding wage increases, in some cases, having a negative impact on on wages for teachers and and other folks that we want to take good care of. 
but there's no additional care being delivered. It just costs mm -hmm. more year after year. And so now our communities cut recycling and we're not going to pave that road. And, you know, we close that park. Why? That's, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So why don't you go to your next benefit meeting? And instead of, you know, every organization ultimately talks to their advisor is probably boiled it down to three choices and they pick which one sucks less. And that's your benefit review program. Why don't you do something different? If your advisor isn't bringing you innovative solutions, whether you're self-funded or you're interested in medical cost sharing, you need to shop your advisor. And your advisor needs to also get an education. Health Rosetta is an incredible organization. I'm a Health Rosetta advisor. All of them need to read the book, um, not just CEO's Guide to Saving the American Dream, but Dave Chase's latest book, um, that healthcare is, you know, localizing healthcare. The future of healthcare is local and independent. And there's solid choices out there. So wouldn't you love to go to your employees next year and say the cost of healthcare has gone down? Everyone has a, a lower out-of-pocket, if any out-of-pocket, and you all get raises. And the sustainability of our company, where we were considering moving our manufacturing uh, to Texas because it costs less, now we're going to be able to stay here and grow. Mm -hmm. Mind-blowing. People be are not, Yes. I, I think that if what really is a shocking analyzation here is when you think about, it's not, you know, people worried about minimum wage. I don't think anyone, any employer says my employees are not worth that hike. What they're saying is there's no money left. Mm -hmm. So it's the distribution of the spend and healthcare is getting an inexcusable portion of our revenue. And that needs to be redistributed to things that actually deliver value. And when you can recirculate that money in an economy, you can change municipal budgets. You can change state budgets. It make real, actual real life impacts, not just talking balance sheet or random big numbers on a, on a P&L. But what you just described would be a very powerful implementation, really, that would hit localized governments. And I think we'll see a lot of people, you know, speaking from experiencing the recent, most recent you know, general election from the federal level, I think a lot of people are starting to wise up and, and look locally to see how they can make an impact because every decision at a government entity from municipality cutting services because their benefits or their pensions are too high or they don't understand and they're not shopping like good consumers should do. Um, I think a lot of people you know, will be fed up with it and very soon. I think that they are, but then we have a whole nother layer of really interesting challenges. And this is probably the number one um, stall reason for, for change at, at that level. And at least I know it is for me here where I have had very, very direct conversations with decision makers in chambers of commerce and economic development seats and a variety of other organizations in my community where ultimately, regardless of what I describe and the real dollars that get delivered to the, to the you know, hourly earner, the budgets, et cetera, all those things are all overridden by who is the largest donor to their organization. <laughs> and when that is a large hospital system, 
those executive directors are protecting their paychecks before they're protecting the small businesses that ultimately fuel the local economy. I believe it. I believe it. And what's kind of fun, if anybody wants an interesting exercise out there, go to that largest health system around, find any one of their doctors and ask them what it costs to receive care. Because right. like you said earlier, I, I, I really think that physicians, you know, uh, are to blame on this as well. Um, I think in direct care, we, we like to protect the physicians because we understand that they are really the, the force that is going to change everything. And so, you know, we potentially make excuses for a lot of people who aren't having the best total kind of 360 degree view of care um, in their minds for their patients because they'll, they'll heal them. They'll keep them healthy, but then they completely overlook the financial um, burdens, really, of getting care within their offices if they're affiliated with these hospital systems. And I don't know any other businessmen or women who don't understand the cost and the pricing structure of what they are selling. And again, that's coming from their administrators, but if you're a doctor, you got to start asking a lot of questions, too, to avoid the exact scenarios that we've been discussing uh, on this episode. I had uh, just literally yesterday trying to help a patient who was part of a cost sharing ministry who we saw here at Prairie Spine and Pain Institute, and they needed to have a diagnostic study. And we referred to a particular physician and the patient had called back and said, you know, can you send me somebody else? They won't um, take me as a cash pay patient. And I thought, Oh, I'll call on behalf of this patient, because and that's something that I do for a lot of them, because maybe they didn't know how to word it. Maybe the office didn't really understand. And I'll jump in anywhere I can to help spread the message. So I called the office directly and, and the physician ended up actually calling me back. And what a sad conversation. This doctor would have loved to have provided the service, but he was employed by the, the medical um, health system in that community. And he said, they won't let me take cash pay and they won't give a discount to the medical cost sharing ministries. Wow. Just no. That's wow. it. Just no. No. We're not so what's how a doctor feel? Isn't that an awful feeling? Yeah. We can't give you a cash price because we don't know it because we have all these secret contracts over here. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to just, just. Right. So I got on the phone on the and called, called other doctors who provide that service until I found one who said, yes, absolutely. Send them in, take care of them tomorrow. And you would think that a lot of people would rather take the cash. So you don't have to mess with the entire insurance and billing and go through that entire song and dance. You think that well, that's if, what they would want to do. Right. You would think so, but you also, it comes back to self-preservation. And if you're the administrator for that large organization and you were to eliminate a fair amount of the administrative burden, which would eliminate the need for many of the non-care related services that your organization provides, you might be risking your own job. You've been making the argument, just like the broker, that you need me to keep these claims straight and organized and manage your denials and your submissions and all of the other ridiculousness, then what what would my value be? Yep. Yep. So there you go. Another uh, kind of kind of uh, moral of the story from from this podcast of, hey, doctors, stand up and actually ask some questions and, and have the 
financial care of your patients in mind as well. So Colleen, as, as, as we wind down the episode here, are health shares plus direct care, is that the model? Is that the match made in heaven that could really take back the healthcare industry and fix it and put it into a place that we all could benefit from? Absolutely. Cash pay patients and direct access to physicians. It, it's that simple. It's just that simple. And yes. if we're going to legislate for anything, it needs to be, you know, the, the ridiculous rules and restrictions that are imposed upon physicians that prohibit them. Um, CON laws, uh, you know, all of these other risks and contractual violations that physicians fear from saying, why, well, if I'm in contract over here, I can't do business with this kind of patient over here. No other industry has that kind of restriction. Yeah, very true. Very true. We just did an episode about this, uh, interviewing a physician who wanted to provide free care, pro bono care to constituents, but he couldn't do it until he was opted out of Medicare. Um, right. All the red tape and bureaucracies that go through this to t- t- help take care of the most vulnerable people in our society, um, physicians are handcuffed. And again, they're not free and innocent from any of that responsibility or potentially blame. So Colleen, Mm -hmm. thanks for taking the time to join us and and chat with us here. We love what you're doing um, there within your health share brokerage, as well as um, what you're doing in your office. Um, I think you guys, we, we, we talked about it, that the Prairie Spine and Pain Institute is really one of the only places in the Midwest providing the high level type of care uh, with surgeries and specialties, um, really the only ones out there. And so a big, big gravity well within direct care. So love what you guys are doing, love what you're doing and uh, wish you the best of luck. And again, thanks for coming on to Healthcare Americana to tell your story. Absolutely. Thanks for what you're doing as well. Getting this word out, educating everyone to the choices that they already have just getting them to understand that it's right there. For more information about direct primary care, visit freedomhealthworks.com. To check out all the episodes of Healthcare Americana, visit our website at healthcareamericana.com. And since it is coming up on Christmas season, if there's anybody who's impossible to shop for on your list, check out our shop. There's some fun little direct care related uh, shirts and and, uh, some coffee mugs and all kinds of little fun things that would be perfect for that direct care advocate in your life. I'm Christopher Habig. Thanks for listening. Healthcare can be complex. If you're managing a chronic or life-threatening illness, Patients Rising is here for you. We built the Patients Rising Concierge to help you navigate stressful health decisions and get the support you deserve. You will find personalized support by calling, emailing, or visiting our website. Our team is standing by to help with your unique situation. Find the help you need today at patientsrisingconcierge.org. New Era Health Plans brings a unique solution to health insurance. We offer private insurance that allows you the freedom of choice of any doctor, any hospital, anywhere. New Era offers modern, flexible health insurance, life and supplemental, Medicare and education resources. We are a national agency licensed in most states. 
New Era emphasizes educating our clients and helping people make smarter decisions that deliver value and peace of mind. Our plans allow our customers to save 25 to 50% each month while providing transparent health benefits at a price that actually makes sense. New Era Health Plans is committed to providing the best service to self-employed business people, individuals, and families. We are an endorsed vendor of the Free Market Medical Association and believe in the power of free market medicine. For more information, visit NewEraHealthPlans.com. New Era Health Plans, modern, flexible health insurance plans. New Era Health Plans, Inc. is an independent field marketing organization representing Philadelphia American Life Insurance Company. Hi again, everyone. This is Chris. At Healthcare Americana, we're always on the lookout for great stories to tell in the healthcare industry. And we'd like to hear yours. Check out healthcareamericana.com and send us your ideas for episodes or if you'd like to be a guest. Thanks again for listening. Hope you enjoy it.